Welcome to Diving Into Crypto. Diving Into Crypto. A weekly series where thought leaders share insights, strategies, and insider stories about all things crypto and Web3. Brought to you by Adlunum. Uh, welcome to Diving Into Crypto. Uh, this is your host, Jason Fernandez. Uh, this program is about sharing insights, strategies, journeys of thought leaders, uh, movers, shakers, and candlestick watchers. Uh, this program is brought to you by Adlunum. Uh, Adlunum is an NFT integrated engagement or C crowdfunding and ideal launchpad with a proof of attention allocation model. Uh, this is our 60th uh, Diving Into Crypto episode, so uh, very excited to bring this to you. Uh, we have very exci- very exciting guest, uh, Alex, the founder of Gotbit. Um, before we get started, uh, just some basic hygiene announcements. Views on this program belong to that of the speaker and thoughts shared are meant for educational purposes only. Uh, feel free to use the reaction buttons as you hear gems from our speakers. Uh, at the end of the program, we will open up the room for Q&A. Um, your questions can be sent across to our Twitter account, at Adlinum Inc. So let's get started. Uh, today we have the uh, very special guest, Alex uh, Andrian of Gotbit. Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's get started. Maybe, uh, Alex, would you like to introduce yourself a bit and tell, tell people about you? Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here, guys, and thank you for spending your time with us. So my name is Alex. I'm founder of the Godbit Hedge Fund. Our hedge fund is a unique market maker in Web3 because our approach is quite new and we are different from other top market maker companies. So uh, I started this business in 2017. Right now, after six years of the hard work, we gained $1.3 billion dollars assets under management. Uh, I wanted to notice that it's not money of our hedge fund, it's money we are managing. And uh, currently, we are more than just a market maker. We are more like now investment bank because we help projects from the early stage to the listing on Binance and other top exchanges. We invest, we support, we are doing M&A deals and uh, big OTC trades. But still, our core business heart of our huge uh, machine is market making business and our team is more than 150 people right now so thank you for inviting me and uh, let's go fantastic uh thank you for that uh, uh alex so i'm just curious you know what is the uh, how did this all get started you know how did how did you get into web3 what was the the thing that uh, the moment that the switch flipped for you yeah, it, it it was like this classic story when uh, I started my university and uh, it was like a bull run, the first bull run of 2017 of crypto. And uh, me and my family, we were a little bit out of money and uh, I joined one startup uh, in crypto in 2017. They tried to make NFT insurance thing for like the first time it was uh, if you remember 2017 it was like this crypto kitties right. NFT hype yeah, yeah, yeah so like and the one of founders of our startup was a big fan of crypto kitty thing and uh so he tr- and he was like a serious bank guy and he tried to uh, multiply technology of nft with insurance business it was a hard it was a very hard task and i joined this startup as an intern so that's how my journey starts and after that 
um, startup growing and you know always it's very easy to make your career inside startup so after six months I became like a, a director of growth like chief of growth in this startup and uh, my main focus was on successful listing this startup token on exchanges and uh, of course market making and investments relations investors relationships so uh, kind of that and uh that's why GoodBeat was started. It was the basics. That, yeah. That's amazing. That sounds like a, a pretty meteoric rise. Um, so, so it's got. It's, so, I, I, I guess with most companies, um, one of the key things that that grows a uh, a company is is sort of that community. So, I'm curious how it's what it's like uh, building uh, a Web three community, um, and and in terms of how how has GoodBeat sort of evolved. Uh, to, to focus on community more. Yeah, so, so basically in Godbit, we created kind of community around our brand, around our hedge fund, and I think some of your team also are members of our Trading Founders Lounge. So because we in Godbit, we are working only with other businesses, so we kind of B2B business model. Uh, we don't work with uh, customers, we don't work with retail. That's why we are building community of other entrepreneurs, uh, C-levels, founders, and investors around our brand. And uh, uh, this community, we created like a Trading Founders Lounge. It's a Telegram chat, like an alpha chat uh, where we provide trades uh, uh, which made by our hedge fund. Also, we share alpha about other tokens and coins and crypto. And uh, it's, it's less about business development and like sales. It's more about trading, alpha, and uh, like uh, negotiations between other founders and C-level. But if we go deeper inside our clients, because our typical client is uh, like some token-based startup, in my opinion, the key for success for this startup is community. Because community, um, it's it's more than buy and hold. It's, it's about... Uh, sub, it's about supporting project. It's about inviting other friends of your already community members to the project to invest in a private round or to support in social medias. It's about users who will use or already using um, utilities of the token of this startup. So in my opinion, in Web3, community is more important than Web2 business and in classic uh, business models. Uh, that's great. So, in terms of in terms of hierarchy, uh, where does that stand in terms of what you look at when you're picking projects? Where does community stand, and what's your method in general? So, I'm curious. Yeah, uh, so, so, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I got your question. So, I, first of all, we try to check what how, how legit is the community because. You know, in crypto, to be honest, a lot of startups, they try to fake out their communities, like uh, attract some bots and attract some uh, not really involved community members. Uh, we just uh, try to get some airdrop or something like this. So the first what we are doing is we are comparing on-chain metrics for the startup and uh, real community metrics. So like number of wallets and number of people inside community number of paid transactions and uh, some other metrics also we check so in in my opinion community you can 
track not only in Twitter or Discord or Telegram, but also on chain. And secondary, what is important in my opinion is narrative. What kind of narrative project built for the community? Uh, I can I can come here with examples. So, for instance, if you are launched some token, yeah, some some token based project. Usually, these founders of these projects and uh, the community managers and like market marketing, uh, marketing team, they they make same mistakes day by day. So mistake like they just promote the fact the token is listed somewhere. Just the fact like hey we listed on Qcoin, hey we listed on Coinbase, on OKX, etc. And still like uh, key key opinion leaders like KOLs they working with. And uh, some influencers, they do the same thing for the project. In my opinion, it's very wrong way how project should work, should interact with community. Because I think that project should explain and founders and C-level should explain how project is working from inside. Uh, how utilities of the token can uh, attract more uh, more buy pressure, more demand to the token market. And that's the way how we in Godbit recommend to our clients, to our institutional clients, work with their communities. Build the narrative and explain utilities of your token, of your ecosystem to your community in a good way through the KOLs network and from the project account itself. So when you get projects, uh, are, are most of them, you know, pretty far along in their tokenomics? Have they really given a deep amount of thought to token utility? Or do you find that, you know, a lot of times you have to like advise them on, on how to ensure that there's actual token utility? Because I've seen a lot of companies that I've interacted with, you know, they've, uh, they've given a lot of thought to their overall business, but not so much, about, uh, not so much in, uh, on how that business translates to, to value in their token. So I'm just curious, like the kind of companies you encounter. Uh, I, I will not go with examples because I don't want to promote some, some projects, but I can give you uh, examples how it should how, how we did it in, in the past. So for, for instance, let's present you are launching uh, some social fi project, okay? I don't know, like social fi, you know sure. how social fi project work, yeah. And uh, when you explain to a community how utilities of your token can drive demand to the market, you should uh, use kind of this mechanic. For example, you in your inside your project, you are having like 7,000 paid transactions per week. It means that during the first uh, during the first quarter, it will be maybe around like 100 100 uh, paid 100,000 paid transactions per per first quarter. It means that uh, and let's present average like size of paid transaction is like seven dollars. So it means that during the first quarter you have seven hundred thousand dollars of paid transaction volume inside your social fire app. And let's let's think that. Usual metric is like 30% of this will be in tokens and will drive demand for the token. It means that during the first quarter, your social fi app, after token will be listed on exchanges, will drive around $200,000 organic demand, not from like shilling, not from guys who want to invest, but organic demand from the token utility to your token market. And if you will explain like that, to your community or to other communities of traders on Qcoin, on Binance, on Coinbase and other exchanges, they will understand and they can use this data, use this information 
to make the right decision, maybe to invest or to buy a token from the secondary market. That's how uh, explanation of utility should work for, for the project. But usually project founders, they just say, hey guys, we're listed on Coinbase, here's a link to trade. And that's it. They don't explain, yeah, okay, you're listed, but why community should buy your token? What, what's the reason? What's the benefit in, in like two weeks, in, in four weeks, in, in three months will be for, for people who will buy now? That's the reason how you should explain, in my opinion. Second example, uh, for instance, you are launching like Metaverse project, yeah, and your market cap is $10 million. Then you can like uh, try to compare your project with uh, Sandbox. I don't know Sandbox, but let's say that Sandbox market cap sure. is one billion. Yeah, so it means that you have one hundred x upside to Sandbox in terms of market cap and in terms of price, of course. It doesn't mean that your token will make one hundred x, but probably it can make like two, five, ten x because it's a good reason for people, especially from the classic stock market, to buy because of upside. Uh, between different companies. So it's also a good explanation why your community should join, why your community should trade, should buy uh, your token. And based on our experience, not a lot of founders use these mechanics to attract, uh, to attract new community, to attract more investors, to attract more traders for secondary markets. Founders are always very good in terms of pitching and raising money, but very bad in terms of how attracting more and more investors and buyers for the secondary markets after talking already listed somewhere. So that's, in my opinion, the most important part of working with crypto communities. But maybe I'm, I'm, maybe I could be wrong because I'm looking from the hedge fund perspective, not not from the inside project. Well, I mean, I think uh, I think that has a significant. So, so a lot of the retail customers uh, they take their cues from uh, what institutionals are doing and sort of like uh, like how they're choosing to 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 invest their funds. So, I think there's a there's a big correlation between sort of the retail investors and how they move and and then the 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 more institutional investors. But while we're on the topic of tokenomics, since you mentioned that, I'm curious if you have any you know overall overall thoughts on sort of like what percentage should be given to the team. Team and what percentage should be like you know sent off to marketing and what percentage ought to be you know uh, in circulation before the token launches because I know you know I've had tokens that have come to us and they have very very high circulation prior to launch and so you know there's this danger and sell pressure but I'm just curious if you have any like um, overall thoughts on, on on structuring tokenomics yeah I think it's, it's better to discuss some kind of example maybe but in general if FDV is lower it's better of course but also what, what kind of technique we are using when we do analysis or building from scratch tokenomics, it's like comparing three metrics. First one is maximum drawdown of the token price based on the unlocks during the time from early stage investors. Second metric is possible and negative scenario, uh, how much buy pressure will be uh, generated based on the utility of the project. And third metric is about kind of average uh, position management from investors. So, you know, like uh, during the bear market, it's usually sell everything you get from public round, sell everything you get from any private round immediately after you get unlocked. But during the bull market, it could be real different because during the bull market, a lot of people will hold their token and you can like just compare, for instance, launches from Downmaker 
during the bull market and bear market and really different setup of the launches just because of the size and like amount of sell pressure existed on the market after token is launched. So these three metrics mainly we are checking and also what we really recommend for the projects uh, which when they are building tokenomics, it's uh, how much, how many percent of supply they can provide for liquidity on exchanges, on DEXs and centralized exchanges, of course. It's very important to not make it very small. Uh, because uh, some because because in my opinion during the launch it's uh, first moment of uh, token based project to get hype to get real hype and uh, during the launch it's a great moment uh, to use some additional amount of tokens to create kind of big treasury during this first hype because usually projects in crypto they have two moments of hype first one is TG and second one is the moment when project really find go-to-market strategy and product market fit. And right. first moment, I mean, TG, it usually exists for all types of projects. But second moment, second moment uh, go-to-market strategy and product market fit does not, <laughs> not all projects can reach it, to be honest. Right. And you know better than me. So that's why I recommend the project to allocate more percent of supply for liquidity for the opening to manage this huge buy pressure and uh, hype and get treasury. And then you can use this treasury as a founder, as a C-level to survive for the du- during the long-term run to find a second uh, second hype moment for your project token. Yeah. Uh, no, thanks. That, that's really useful. Um, you, you mentioned exchanges, and I think that's like a, a, a very overlooked, uh, like selection of exchanges is very much overlooked when, when companies are launching. I'm just curious... Do you have like a strategy in terms of like do we do 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 most companies target you know tier one exchanges uh, initially or do they target tier two tier three and make sure that they can handle liquidity and then and then move up like what's the what what sort of the the best strategy and and you know from an exchange perspective when a company is this what what are the factors they should look at when they're looking at deciding what what exchange to list on? Yeah, it's it's a good question. It's of course it depends on uh, resources um, of the project. Of course, not all projects can allow to be listed uh, on uh, Binance or Coinbase, yeah? And uh, let's not talk about this level, okay? Let's go a little bit uh, lower. So, in my opinion, there are two main cohorts of uh, exchanges. First one is Qcoin, Bybit, OKEx. These exchanges, if a token is listed there, they can drive really huge demand to the token market and there is also second second cohort we will, will not say the word tier because it's a little bit different so it's like mxc bitget gate but depends on the fad uh, level during the next quarter and maybe some smaller ones like uh, i don't know like uh, bitmart uh, and other like xt maybe i don't know so um, of course we recommend projects to get on the cohort one so like it's uh, Qcoin, Bybit, OKEx. But the important thing, what project should, what project founders, project team should understand about exchange is the narrative which exchange created for customer base of this exchange. What I'm talking about, it's important to understand what kind of trading are customers of the current exchange you are going to be listed are looking on this exchange. If you're talking about Bybit, for instance, Bybit users, they trade future markets there, perpetuals. 
not spot and not altcoin spot. But if you want to get, for instance, uh, IO, like public round on Bybit, you will get a huge uh, su- support from Bybit community. So the only good way to be listed on Bybit is to be listed there from the IO, from the public round. And from if you IO. go... So, so, sorry, I don't from, you, mean, you mean from the IEO stage onwards, meaning yeah. you IEO or Bybit and then, and then go Exactly, on. exactly. Because if you, if you go to Bybit, like secondary listing, like uh, you list it on Qcoin and in a month you list it on Bybit, it will bring you almost zero by pressure because Bybit users, they don't care about secondary listings usually of altcoins. Because again, Bybit users, they trade future market, uh, futures market like perpetuals and they trade new listings from IEO because... Bybit.io is a good uh, platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but if we, if we jump, uh, let's check, okay, OKX. OKX is very good exchange, very strong. But let's think what traders trade on OKX. And traders on OKX, they trade mostly blue chips spot market. Blue chips spot market is Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ripple, BNB, uh, I don't know, Avalanche, Arbitrum, etc. But traders on, on OKX, they really not not uh, frequently trade some kind of smaller caps, like middle cap projects. And that's why if you are successfully listed on OKEx, you should work on your marketing, on marketing of your project, and try to explain to traders on OKEx that your token is a blue chip or will become blue chip soon. And this will be the secret of how to gain a lot of demand, organic demand from OKEx traders. And a good example here is a Steppen. So Steppen, they create very strong marketing on OKEx and OKEx users bought a lot of Steppen tokens just because they thought that it was like the main project from the move to earn, like like move to earn uh, narrative was strong and that's why Steppen could be a blue chip. But if we go to Qcoin, Qcoin is my favorite exchange and we in Godbit, we control around 17% of Qcoin exchange as a market makers. I mean, in terms of listed projects. So on Qcoin, users really trade altcoin spot market. And that's the best exchange, in my opinion, to list your own altcoin for all founders. Because on Qcoin, a lot of QOLs are promoting projects. And on Qcoin, almost every user of crypto has account. Maybe not the main one, maybe second one after Binance account or after uh, Coinbase account. But the users usually have Traders usually have account on Qcoin, and uh, that's why if you will make good marketing, good product, you will find a lot of uh, attention and a lot of demand for your token market on Qcoin. That's that's really fascinating. I think that's that's some really good insights. Um, one thing that I hadn't considered is uh, is is when, when you look at exchanges in general, you look at sort of daily active users. You see, you look at like the numbers. But you don't really, I mean, uh, I hadn't really thought about sort of what these people were doing on there, whether they were trading the futures markets or the spot market. And I can see how that will have a massive, uh, you know, uh, outcome on, on, on where you, on how successful you are if you, if you choose to list that. Uh, I'm curious, uh, you know, since you've been watching the market very closely, if you've seen any sort of significant market shifts uh, in like the first half of 2023 uh, this year, I'm just, I'm just curious if you've seen any, you know, uh, significant movements. Uh, you talk about more crypto markets, so you talk about stocks? Yes, we're talking about crypto markets, specifically crypto. Oh, but perhaps uh, even more specifically, IDO. Uh, yeah, so like basically, to be honest, this year, I think the, the, the best 
like trend, but it will it was really short trend, but it was good trend was AI tokens yeah in crypto and not only uh, not only IDO tokens but already listed tokens also. So if you know about Singularity DAO, Singularity Network, Chain GPT, Crypto GPT. So I, I will not talk about utility of these projects because it's not not I'm not the right person to uh, I'm to negotiate it. No. But in terms of uh, level of hype, attention from investors, uh, and performance on the market because some of these projects are our clients. Oh, I also should mention Viot, also a very good AI project. Performance was huge to be honest. So like a lot of like 10x plus a lot of buy pressure even on smaller exchanges and uh, i think in my opinion to be successful trader in crypto you should create kind of uh index trading strategy so you like create index uh, consist of uh tokens for example if it's ai index it should consist of ai tokens if it, uh, next trend maybe will be vr ar in crypto because of this apple glass thing so you should create an index based on VR, AR tokens. Maybe next trend will be ZK. Who knows? So you create index of ZK project and you like just spread your money around all, all tokens inside your index and just enjoy day by day different pumps of these uh, middle caps, small caps tokens. So it's one of the best strategies to diversify your risk around and to get maximum income, in my opinion. So that's what I can recommend. And that's what we are doing basically inside our hedge fund. So we create separated uh, niches, indexes for different type of crypto projects, just preparing for the next bull market. Uh, interesting. You mentioned, you know, AI uh, as, as a narrative. I'm curious, what do you think might be the next narrative? Um, yeah, in my opinion, it could of... be VR, AR, as I said. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, because, because of this, because, because you know, a lot of projects I cannot mention because if NDA they get this uh, AR thing and VR thing because of this Apple Glass and in my opinion a lot of other suppliers uh, will like try to copy this Apple technology so we will have a good hype inside based on tech and usually crypto follow uh, crypto follow tech hype you know but uh, yeah. one more narrative ah, sorry you can continue yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I was I was just gonna agree with you. Uh, I recently purchased the Xreal AR system, uh, and the one thing I realized about that is it's it's a really cool system and it's really you know cutting edge, but there's not a lot of content for that, uh, and I, and I can see that that would be an increasing like market in, in the future. Um, but I'm, definitely. You know, I'm but I'm curious about Bitcoin, you know, uh, specifically, uh, I've heard a lot of companies, you know, the Bitcoin transaction fees are, are really high. I've heard of a lot of companies sort of working on, on side chains and, and sort of ways to make the Bitcoin blockchain more efficient. I'm curious if you have any thoughts on that. To be honest, I'm not great experts in this Bitcoin scene. And uh, I think I cannot comment it uh, like professionally. So, but in general, of course, we hold Bitcoin. We believe in Bitcoin. We I think like 10% of our portfolio is Bitcoin, but I cannot comment very good, very well about the technology kind of Lightning Network and other these hypes around ordinals based on Bitcoin. So yeah, but 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 in my opinion, another thing could be really in the sales mode right now, but could be really hyped next bull run. It's kind of crypto businesses tokens, you know, crypto business token. I mean, tokens which are in B2B, 
and try to solve problems of other businesses in crypto. It could be streaming payments, it could be nail banks with tokens, it could be tokens for salaries, it could be tokens for uh, enterprise privacy. So these projects could be real on hype because, in my opinion, more and more mature institutional investors and venture investors join crypto and they will use similar approach as they're using in uh, Silicon Valley when they make analysis of uh, like Web2 startups and probably this Web3 business-focused startups will get more money in, more money flow in and uh, based on that hype will, hype, will, hype will also arrive. You know, I'm curious about. Uh, you know, you see, you see, you see a lot of these infrastructure plays uh, where where they're focused on Web three companies. So they're Web three companies, and they're essentially an infrastructure play within Web three. And I and, and I've always been sort of skeptical whether they whether the Web three market is big enough to support infrastructure plays off of the Web three market in uh, solely. Uh, I mean, there's there's been a lot of companies, for example, that I that I that I supported uh, that were. NFT infrastructure plays, right? And, and as yeah, yeah. NFT market I mean, it's also dropped. too much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, NFT market dropped and then, you know, they, they died. Basically, there was nothing. There was just not enough, you know. So now that we're on the topic of NFTs, I'm curious, like, you know, what do you think about, where do you think that's going? Do you think that that's something that's going to grow over time or where, where, where do you think that's evolving to? It's, it's very hard to say because in my opinion, similar because we have a lot of, our venture arm of Godbeat, we have a lot of deals coming from our partners, from other venture funds about infra for NFT, infra for like ZK infra, DeFi infra. And in my opinion, it's, it's probably, hmm, it will be not enough space for all of these projects. So probably just one or two in each area will survive and will be successful. So what I can recommend, what I think that if you are just, not, not institutional investor, but more like uh, like try to invest in public rounds in kind of this coin list thing like Neon. Better to stay away. And you can see, for example, from Neon uh, performance that it was a good idea to stay away from Neon because a lot of coin list coin list investors they lost money in this uh, public round. So yeah, in, I I can only agree with you because. I think not a lot of space in, in the industry right now for infra projects, and they are a little bit overhyped from institutional venture investors. So, so do you have any NFTs yourself? Uh, are you considering? Yeah, I have a, if, you if, have? if you you have this uh, kind of. Um, I have this uh, two board apes, and uh, also I have uh, I don't remember the name. Of my current NFT, just just a second. Yes, it's Nakamigas. Nakamigas thing. Ah. Yeah. yeah and and so. what do you think makes it? What do you think makes it successful? Or, or yeah, when you're looking at a new NFT project, you know we see a lot of NFT projects. They come across at Ludum's desk like all the time. And uh, what do you think is the determining factor in terms of making them successful? Uh, what sort of the secret sauce do you think? Oh, really <laughs> happy to answer, but uh, just wanted to say before that I'm not really expert in NFTs. I'm more the guy who collect and who ape in some uh, shit NFTs sometimes. But uh, basically, well, I, mean, I, think, I, I think if you have a body, <laughs> then, then you should definitely be, you definitely have a, have room to comment on NFTs. I think that's yeah, yeah, yeah. de facto. <laughs> yeah, in my opinion, it's a combination. It's a combination of 
narrative. So if you are doing new NFT collection, you should do something new or something what is from the new narrative. So maybe one of good ideas I heard of uh, one guy, really great expert in NFT, is like NFT Battle Royale. So it's like NFT with a gambling. So like, for example, we launched a collection of 10,000 items and each of item is like a player in the Battle Royale. And every day after all NFT is sold, there is like a competition one-to-one between these NFTs, but you cannot get, play the game. No, it's like a random. So you will win or you will die. But every NFT, they have like a three uh, or four lives. Yeah, so when you die, you have right. three more chance to play. But after you will lose your last like life of that, uh, you will be out of game and your NFT will be burned. But after this and all this battle royal will be finished, first fi- the last five NFTs which will survive, they will like get big price, like half of uh, NFT sale amount from the this old collection. So in my opinion, it's kind of fresh idea, but it's not it's only en- yeah, but it's not only enough to get this fresh idea. It's also important to have good design, to have design of uh, uh, the landing page of the collection. Also, it's important to get some hype, so to get supported by these NFT DJs and NFT influencers. And more than that, it's important to get, to attract users to get something like uh, spicy. I don't know how to explain it better. So it could be a good idea. But like hype. Yeah, but not like hype, but like like something you, you say, yeah, okay, it's new. I'm ready to spend $100. So something like this. And uh, if you get this uh, combination, probably you will have successful launch. I noticed you didn't mention utility at all. You don't think that that's important? No, no. Utility, it's the beginning. So the good idea, of, of course, consists of utility. So example I just mentioned, it's example of one of my partners uh, from Crypto. So in my opinion, it's good utility. So you really can spend $100 and you can win uh, from that, like the best price will be $200,000. So it's like... Uh, 2,000x from your $100. Right. So it might be it's a good utility, to be honest, really. So yeah, mm. I, I, to be yeah, honest, I like this approach and I wanted to maybe develop some kind of this NFT, like Royal Game NFT. So maybe we will launch it soon together with one of our partners. Why not? But again, if you create a good idea, you create a good concept with utility, but you need to find good traffic for that. You need to find these 10,000 buyers for NFTs, which will be ready to spend money. And also, it's about tech, because if we will do this on-chain uh, games between two NFTs, so every game needs gas. And in Ethereum, it's a huge amount. So it's also a good question on which layer to launch this NFT collection, because on Ethereum, probably every day, like first day, you will have 5,000 5, battles, right? Each battle right. needs random. Each random generation needs gas. So it's basically more than more or less 10, 10 bucks per one battle. So it's just first day, you need uh, $50,000 for gas to make this battle. And even wow. after the first day, after the first three days, no one will die. So during the first three days, you need $150K for gas if you want to do it on Ethereum. So maybe we will use kind of... So it's, it's the, the moment when really... ZK solution are needed. So it's right. really a good usage. So and that's why we are maybe a little bit waiting to use some kind of ZK because it's only matter to launch collection on Ethereum, but we need to make a battles on another chain and then like uh, uh, use 
result of the battle of Ethereum. So it, it, it's kind of complicated. So because all liquidity for NFT is on, it, on Ethereum, but we cannot use this battle fee on Ethereum because of the gas fee. So yeah, it's a little bit complicated. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. the same thing with, with Bitcoin, right? I mean, Bitcoin, the ordinals, the, the reason that they've sort of yeah. uh, not taken off as much as they, as they could is, 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 is a whole fee issue. I mean, uh, and then now, you, you, like Solana has very, very little fees, but of course, you know, they're not an optimum place to launch NFTs at. So it's one of those sort of uh, trade-offs that people have to make when they're, when they're deciding what, what chain to launch on. But, uh, but broadly speaking, with the, with the crypto market in general, um, do you have any sort of predictions for the, for the second half of 2023, uh, it, you know, in terms of what are some of the uh, coins that might see some, 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 some growth, the ones that you are looking at perhaps personally? Yeah, yes, sure. But by the way, I have just the five minutes because I need to go to another call. Yeah, so we, okay, if we sure. can a little bit, yeah, speed up. But anyway, so let me answer. Yeah. Uh, so, strategy of our hedge fund, we expect a huge drop. We cannot tell exactly when it will be, but we expect one more drop. Probably we will renew the lows of this year. It will in Bitcoin, Ethereum, maybe not in Solana, because we are trading a lot. We are trading a lot of Solana right now in our hedge fund. But anyway, so we expect one more drop. And the top will come more from the uh, uh, stock markets. So the only thing which we are not sure is that, if maybe you know, maybe you notice that correlation between crypto and stock market is right now right. almost zero. And that's the problem because usually our hedge fund, we trade correlation between stocks and crypto and we did it very well. So right now we are less uh, betting on correlation and more inside on-chain data and uh, short-term trades because for the long-term strategy we expect a huge drop of S&P 500, Nasdaq, Dow Jones, etc. But we are not sure that crypto will follow as hard as stocks will drop. Stocks will drop 100%, we are sure, just because of inflation, just because of more hikes will be on the market. But we are not sure that crypto will follow and also halving is too far. So like it's not too far, I mean like halving next year. So it's also right. the reason why probably it's not a lot of time and not a lot of space to drop for crypto. That's why we think that crypto will have downtrend, but we are not sure will it drop very low or not. And uh, in my opinion, the less time we are having for halving, the less uh, chance we have to uh, see the damp on the crypto. And based on that, we already started our, our second index for Binance. We already launched first during the November after this FTX crisis, we bought all assets on Binance and I posted it in my Twitter. You can check guys in my pinned uh, Twitter, uh, tweet in my Twitter. So we bought all tokens on Binance and we shared at what levels we bought and at what levels we will sell. And using this strategy, we made around 200 something percent uh, during the eight months for this strategy. It's not, not bad in my opinion. So we, are, we will use probably same strategy for this autumn from the September to buy again all altcoins on Binance. Will be there as a drop or not? We will buy them and wait for the bull market. Yeah, I mean everybody's everybody's waiting for the bull market, and you're right. I mean, it, you know, it's 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 amazing how little stocks have correlated with crypto over the past few weeks. You know, it's exactly. you, you, you see the market move. 
these markets move, but they're not. But the crypto is doing its own thing. So, so since you since you're since you're on a short time, let's let's just jump to questions. We have a couple questions here. Uh, one person asks, uh, as an experienced entrepreneur in the crypto uh, in the crypto industry, what advice do you have for newcomers and aspiring individuals looking to enter the world of Web three and crypto? In my opinion, you should learn economics first. You should learn economics if you want to trade, and you should learn uh, math and uh, coding if in like in classic if you wanted to develop something. In my opinion, people in crypto should have some basement, some basics from other industries to be successful. That's the secret of our hedge fund. We are really experienced in stocks. That's why we are good in crypto. Uh, the last question uh, is whether you think April might be the time that, uh, that, that, that we moon again. What will moon? What will moon? The crypto markets. Ah, the full crypto market. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think the next year it will be the, the time, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, next year. I, I'm not sure how high we will moon, but we will moon, of course. Yeah, we're all, we're all looking for that. Um, yeah. Thank you so much, uh, Alex, for your uh, for your amazing insights. It's been a great show. It's been uh, excellent having you on. Uh, this is our 60th episode. So, yeah, very special. And uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. And uh, follow me if you find that it was uh, interesting and useful information. And happy to join me the next time. I appreciate your time, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, everybody, make sure to follow Alex. Uh, he's uh, got some great insights. Thank you so much for yeah. your time. You, Thank y'all you. have a great day, everybody. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Diving into Crypto, proudly hosted by AdLunum, the first engaged to earn platform with a proof of attention model and dynamic NFT investor profiles.